0: You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. We are in week four of the Daniel Plan, and it's been a great, great study, I believe, and, and this week we're going to be talking about the group factor, the, the reality that we are better together. And so I wanted to start out uh, each of the services with, uh, by bringing up m- uh, the small group that I'm attending, Shauna and I. And so if you're a part of our small group, would you come forward at this time real quick? And I want you to give them a big hand uh, if you're here for Nancy's and Wendy's small group. Come on up. And I just want you to see the diversity that God has put together, and that's what he does. He puts, he puts people together, and, uh, and they do just, I mean, we, we just do life together, right? Um, so they said, Pastor, are you going to have a share? And I said, no, I'll, I'll do the sharing for you, because I know if Ronnie gets a microphone, we won't get it back, you know, so... Uh. So we got Ray and Monique Stump and, and, and they, they bring a different dynamic to the group. They bring kind of a of a young age perspective, uh, young parents, and they are are, are leading our catricity ministry and, and just a real vibrancy to our to our ministry. And then we've got Ron and Nancy Llewellyn that that are in our group, and uh, it's just you just never know what Ronnie is going to say in our group. <laughs> And so, so we love him, and, and we're praying for Nancy um, diligently. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. No, they're a great couple, and they just add so much to our church. And then we've got, um, we've got Pat and uh, Tony Collins. And, and Pat and Tony have just started coming to Living Word Chapel. In fact, the first day that they came to LWC, we launched the Daniel Plan. They signed up for it, and they've come to our group, and it, they have been such an added blessing to us. And and then we've got Henry Velasquez that's right here, and uh, and Henry is is just a true blessing. Uh, Henry has been going through a trial because his wife Carol. Has been fighting cancer. And so Henry has been very faithful to our group. And us, all of us together, we're, we're, we're praying uh, diligently for, for Carol and, and, and the process that she's going through right now. But I just wanted everyone to see that that when we do life together, it's, it's, it's such a blessing. We're missing Gina, who who Gina uh, Sargent, who's also in our group, and Gina during this time of our Daniel plan. She had uh, gallbladder surgery, and so we were able to be there for her during that time. So there's always things that are going on in our lives, and we're always able to, to come before God and, and meet each other's needs. And I just want you to know how important it is for every person at LWC or anywhere to be in a small group. Amen? And, and th- just look at these individuals. Doesn't that make you want to be in a small group? <laughs> right? Thank you, guys. God bless. So from the beginning, we see that God created man, and he confirmed the fact that that we need each other when he said, it's not good for the man to be alone. We were created to do life together. How many of you agree with that? Uh, In fact... We were created to be a complement for each other. Marriage is a gift from God. Families are a blessing from God. Friendships are a good thing. Do you know why? Because we are better together. When you grab a hold of that fact, it just changes your life. We live in a culture where independence is idolized. In fact, our nation, our government uh, that we have, is, is based on the declaration of independence. In our songs, we sing songs like this. I've got to be me. Right? Or, I did it my way right that's why i'm not on the praise team by the way just just to let you guys know but when you think about that i've got to be me i did it my way the declaration of independence when you think about that biblically speaking this is not the way that god intended our lives to be the reason is loneliness is not a blessing but a curse In fact, loneliness is the first step to depression. If the the devil wants to isolate you so that he can get you in a depressed state, he wants to separate you from the body of Christ. He wants to separate you from other people so that he can begin to work on you. And if anyone has ever been there, you know what I'm saying. The saying that the key to happiness is independence is a myth. It's a fallacy. The key to happiness is not independence. In fact, the key to happiness is interdependence. It, it, the key just tells us that we, God gave us an innate sense that we need each other, that we can't make it in life on our own. That's why our giftings are so diverse, Paul talked about that in his, in, his, in his prayer. He talked about, Lord, you've given us different giftings. And, and, and the reason that God has given us a vast, diverse giftings in the body and just in the world is so that we are dependent on each other. You see, I can do some things good. I would even say that I can do some things great. But I can do some things bad. Amen? And so what it teaches us is that in those things that I don't do good, I need someone that does do it good. I need someone that does do it great. And when that begins to happen, when we use each other, we're able to fellowship. We're able to be a blessing to each other. You see, here's something that's very, very important. Until, until we need someone else, will you ever be able to say, What a blessing that person is to me. If we do everything ourselves, we will never celebrate someone else in our lives. Amen? And so each one of us is blessed by God to do something that someone else can do. Everyone in here can do something. Everyone in here is important. Everyone in here is a blessing to someone if we allow that to happen in our lives. We have to be open to that. We have to allow for people to come into our lives so that God will be glorified. So I've got five things that I want to share. The Daniel plan has five things. And I think it's going to really help us to understand these facts. So let's pray first of all, and then we'll go into the five, um, the five things. Let me get a drink of water first. Father, we thank you, Lord, for, um, for just bringing us together this first service. As always, Lord, we ask your blessing upon your word. We ask Lord, that you will direct uh, uh, everything that happens today and, and uh, the things that I say, Lord, the things that I prepared. I pray that you'll give me just uh, uh, the, the clarity to bring them out. Father, let them be intelligible so that listener can, can understand and, and that not only understand, but they'll grasp what you're trying to tell us. Father, this is not for everyone that I'm talking to, this is for me and us together. And so I pray in Jesus' name that when we leave here today, That we're all going to say, man, it was great to be in God's house. And from that, that your name will be glorified. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So five things that I want to talk about that we can see, the five factors that we're better together. The first one is I need others to walk with me. I need others to walk with me. You see, I need to walk with Jesus and you need to walk with Jesus because the Bible says just as you received Christ Jesus as the Lord, so you need to walk in him or you need to walk with him. Now, isn't it amazing that the Bible calls our walk with God, it, that it, it, it says walk with, with God or, or, or you need to walk with each other, and this, this solidifies that we're on a journey. Amen. In life, every day is a part of our journey. In fact, yesterday we celebrated, Sean and I, 28 years married. So, you know, God is, is wonderful. Now, we were the least likely to succeed. Then we found Jesus. And then he says, you're the most likely to succeed because of me. So look at what Shauna put on her Facebook page. She posted this, and I thought it kind of went with, with, uh, with the message. So I, I, this morning, I, I quickly cut and paste and put it right here. It says, she put, we have been on an amazing journey together for 28 years. A walk. Amen? So thankful that God gave you to me. And then she says some really nice things. You are an amazing husband, father, friend, and pastor. You see, I, 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 that's what I go home to. When, when th- Really think about it. When, when things go bad, my wife is there to, to lift me up. She's there not to condemn me, not to put me down. She's there to lift me up. And, and so I'm just thanking God for it. And she said, I'm committed. Now check that out. I'm committed to be by your side as long as I have breath. She's committed to walk with me on this journey as, as long as she has breath. And then, and then she, she put the punchline. Because, see, I had put a, a, a post on my Facebook page. And, and she saw it. And when she saw the picture, she said, why didn't you run the picture by me? <laughs> because I'm a husband. Yeah. And we do things like that. We don't, we, we're not smart enough. <laughs> and she said, but I have to say... After 28 years of marriage, you would think that you would not post a picture of me that has a double chin. (laughs) And that's on the Facebook page, I suppose. So on our Facebook, on the comment, I put, oops, laugh out loud. I messed up. See, our lives are a journey. That's exactly why the Bible calls life a, a walk. How's your walk going just means how's your life going. So when someone asks you, hey, how's your walk going? All, all they mean is how is your life going? Um, the, 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 the Bible goes on and helps us with this. And it, and it tells us uh, walk in love just as Christ also loved you. Walk in love just as Christ also loved you. In, in, in many places, it, it, it leads us to, to walk in different, uh, uh, different ways so that we can be a blessing to other people, so that we can walk in the attributes of God. All that it's saying, it's not complicated. We make it complicated. All it's saying is live your life in a way that Jesus is going to be glorified. Amen? And it helps us to understand that the only way that I can live a life that imitates Christ is if I invite Jesus to walk with me every day. Every day I've got to invite him. Every day I need for, to, to, to allow him room for him to be glorified in my life. That happens when I invite him to be with me. Living our lives alone, can I tell you this, is actually counterproductive. Having a life of independence is going to hurt you, not help you. And I'm going to show you three things that that will really solidify this. The first, it's a bullet point right here. The first thing is it's it's safer, it's safer to walk your, your life, to live your life with other Christians and other believers. It's safer. How many of you know that there's a lot of wolves out there? There's temptations. There's angry people that may slander us. Anyone ever talked about you? There's obstacles in life. Doing life together safeguards us from the dangers and the snares that can hurt us. You see, this small group that, that, that I brought up, we're, we're, we're growing in our relationships and, and we're there for each other. We build each other up. There are, there are people in my life that I know they have my back. Amen? And I want people to know in here that I want to be here for you and I want to have your back. I don't want to be a part of the devil's destruction crew. I want to be a part of God's construction crew. We need to be there for each other so it's safer. The second thing that, 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 that helps us is it's supportive. It's supportive. Anyone in here ever felt like giving up? There's nothing like someone being there to support you when life is getting the best of us. Anyone have family in here and and you're there for your family? So I got a call. It's our anniversary yesterday. I got a call. Sean and I are going to a pumpkin patch. We're going to have a great time together. I got one of those calls and picked up the phone. And my nephew, my brother's son in New Mexico calls. He said, Uncle um, my dad and my mom have been in a, in, a, in, a, in a really bad accident. They're on I-10, and they uh, flipped over, and they're being air-vacked to Tucson. They're going to be at one of the hospitals there. So, so Shauna and, you know, and I, we, 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 we changed our plans, and we, we, we got to University Hospital where my brother had been flown in, uh, and my sister-in-law had been flown in, and, and they had two of, of their uh, nieces that were in the vehicle with them as well. They flipped over four times, blowout um, uh, blowout in the back. My, my, my brother is an amazing driver. He's very mechanically inclined, very sharp about things like that. So if anyone would have known what to do, it would be Joey Reese. Uh, he, they, after they flipped, he said, you know, bro, he said, when, when I went off the road, everything went quiet. And then I just saw dark sunlight. Dark sunlight, dark sunlight, dark sunlight, stop. Bra- mesquite branch in my face. And, um, and then screams of everyone saying, what in the world happened? The baby's crying and all these things. And uh, he ended up with four broken ribs and uh, his, uh, not his spatula, but it's scapula that was broken. I think it's something like that. Scapula. Let me say it my way, okay? <laughs> this is this is PJ's medical terms, all right? I know your RNs. <laughs> so that one. And so so I get there, and you know what you know what my job was when I when I got there? I was there to support him. He, tear up, he teared up. My, my brother is about six foot three, about 308 pounds, biker. He barely fit in the helicopter. He told me that. They couldn't get me in there, bro. I said, Well, really? <laughs> <laughs> but as I got there, I was support. He teared up and he said, I know God is real. And I'll be going there today to go be with him, pray with him, and make sure he's okay. But we all need support in our lives. Amen? The, the third reason that we, we, we need each other is it's smarter. It's smarter. You see, it's not brain surgery. If God says we need each other, then we need each other. It's a smart thing to have a few close friends in our lives. In fact, the Bible says only fools trust what they alone think. In other words, if you think that something's right, and everyone around you says that's not right, guess what? It's not right. The advice of people is always a good thing. Only fools trust what they alone think. And it also tells us this. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. I don't know about you, but sometimes... I myself get into a funk. I get into places when you've got so much pressure on you that my thinking is not as clear as it needs to be, and at those times, I go to trusted people that, that, that can pour into me, that can speak into my life, and that can help me get through all this fog. It's smarter to be, have people around you. God never intended for... The church to be an individual experience anyone that tells you you know what i'm having church at home i i do church by myself god never intended for the church to be an individual experience but instead he always intended it for it to be a community experience that's why we are the family of god the bible says let's not give up the habit of meeting together instead let us encourage one another You see, God created the church for community and for encouraging each other in community. The reason for this is community is God's answer to loneliness. It makes so much sense. Even in the secular world, even in the world, they understand this concept of community. Whether it's a village or a town or a city, people identify themselves with the community. How do I know this? Because in the Bible, did you know they didn't call Jesus, uh, they didn't call him Jesus Christ when he went places. What they call him? Jesus of Nazareth. They identified him with the community he was from. And they said these are Galileans when, they, when the uh, disciples were there in, in the book of Acts. People identify with community. But, but small groups, pastor, I know what you're thinking. Small groups? Come on, Pastor? Yeah, small groups. The Bible says, open your homes to each other without complaining. That's biblical. First, Petal, first not Peter, but first Peter. Four, nine. We can make all kinds of excuses for not opening up our homes. My home is dirty. You know what I'll say to that? Well, clean it, dear Liza. <laughs> Amen. My home is not big enough, then do a group of two or three. The, you know, Jesus said something to us. He said, Where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there in your midst. Jesus is a proponent of small groups, Jesus is a proponent of community. God hates loneliness. That's why we have made it our goal to provide healthy small groups for everyone at LWC. We've already planned for our next small group study, God's design for your life, thriving in community. We've got it ready. We, the, you're going to get a, a, a DVD, a video already for every host. You're going to get one for free. You're going to get three workbooks for free so that you can start building community because we know that God is about community. He's about groups. The Holy Spirit is leading us to live our Christian lives together so that we can celebrate our victories and so that we can overcome the trials through Jesus Christ. Did you know that when I walked into that hospital yesterday, not me, but Christ in me, you know that the, that, that, that the family, they just, they just came to me? They said, please pray. Why? Because God goes with us. In your groups, you're going to get built up. In your groups, you're going to, to strengthen each other. In your groups, you're going to get smarter together. You're going to be able to come against the storms. Anyone have children or young adults that are, that are going through a difficult time and you don't know what to do, can I tell you, in your groups, you're there for each other. You stand in the gap for each other. Amen? Number two, I need others to work with me. Adam was placed in the garden to do work. In the perfect creation, God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper. You see, many hands will make the work light. I love the fact. I love the fact that I can't do everything great. I embrace that. It causes me to depend on others. And when I depend on others, they become a blessing to me. Amen? The things that I can't do, the things that Paul can do that I can't. When Paul does those things, he becomes a blessing to me. In fact, there was a time in my life that I went through a very difficult situation. I called Paul and Tammy Mockby. I called Paul. I said, Paul, help me in this situation. You're good here. And he was there for me. See, we're here to build each other up. You you, you just, uh, the statement, let me tell you something. The statement, I don't want to bother people. Or I can do it myself. Can I tell you? That is not directed by God. I hear that all the time. I don't want to bother people. I I, 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 I can do this myself. No, you can't. We need people in our lives. When others help us with a job, they become a blessing from God. Why? Because they make our lives better. Amen? When we help others with a task, we become a blessing from God. How will we ever say thank God for so-and-so if we never let them help us? Living Word Chapel will never become the community of believers God intended us to be until everyone is working together toward the God-given purposes He instituted for our lives. Hear me now. Now, not everyone's going to go. In fact, some some people are going to, I'm not going to do anything. You're going to tell me what to do. (laughs) That's pride. No, think about it. That's pride. Because that's not the way God works. Jesus said, follow me. Jesus said, come with me. Jesus said, let's do this together. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Pray to the Lord of harvest that he will raise up more labors. I love the way that Ephesians 2.10 puts it. It says, God made us to do good works, which he planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. In other words, we're supposed to do something. I believe that every small group that is set on God's purposes, which is connect, grow, serve, and reach, that's just logical. We need to connect to God because apart from Christ, we can do Nothing. God wants us to grow in our faith. He doesn't want us to remain babies. He wants us to mature and become more like him. He wants us to serve. He wants us to reach others who need God. All of these are ordained by God. In each group, God has set up works in advance which we will experience together to bring glory to Jesus. This group that I brought up right here, God will do things, and he already has, but he's going to do more God will do things. He's prepared things for us to do together so that Jesus will shine bright. Healthy groups will use their talents and abilities for the good of their communities, their families, and especially the local church. Why? Because Jesus needs to shine in the church and through the church. People people on the outside should always be saying... Man, the church is doing so many amazing things. Not only Living Word Chapel, but all of us together collectively. Amen. We pray for the churches in our community. We love our churches in the community because we are representatives of Christ. Together. We're no better than anyone else. But here's the thing, beloved. When Christ works through us, we become an aroma that smells like Christ to the world. The Bible says two people are better than one because they get more done together. Two people are better than one because when there's two of us, we can get more work together, uh, more, more work done together. You know, last week we had a project and, and we had the first phase of, of some, some new uh, platform work that we're going to be doing because we've got this great drama that's going to be coming for easter and then one a mini drama that's going to be happening in in christmas and and we've got lighting and things that are going to change and it's amazing how people in this in this body uh some individuals that are great at welding they constructed some light bars and and then some some people went up in the in the ceiling and they ran wiring and then some people uh hung up the the, the lights, and then the the professionals came in to install everything. The the light professionals, and we said we're going to have some help for you, and they said okay. So, you know, up on the email, okay, yeah. And so they came over, and, and I was uh, out of the office for a while. Came back, and the light professional. We had people in the back that were uh, that were um, what programming the the board and uh, all these different things that are going on. There's a lot that goes on. To make things happen. So we had people all over the place and they were all doing things. And the light professional said, I've been to churches all over Tucson and I have never seen a church that comes together like this. They always tell me we're going to have helpers, but they never have them. This is awesome. That's God, bro. Can I tell you something, beloved? harvest festival you're going to come out you're going to see people doing all kinds of things not because we want to be uh, glorified because we want jesus to be glorified you're going to see hot rods out there you're going to see these dudes that that build these street rods and they're going to be out there and and they're going to have candies in the trunk and all kinds of things and can i tell you something they're doing it to glorify jesus christ we can all play a part in what god's going to do in people's lives and there's nothing nothing like that You see, beloved, community is the answer to fatigue. God did not come into your life to make you tired. There's someone who needs to hear this because you're doing everything yourself. God did not come into our lives to make us tired. Jesus said, I will take your burden and I will give you my yoke and my yoke is easy. When Christians come together, when when we're there for each other, think about small groups. If you're in a small group and you're going through a difficult time, a healthy small group will say, how can we help you? If you live an isolated Christian life, you're never going to have help. And you know what happens when, when you begin to isolate yourself? You begin to blame everyone else for how miserable you are. I've seen it. I have seen individuals that have been here at the church, and, and, and they've done work, and, and, and one time this one individual said to me, Pastor, where are these people? Where are these people? Where are these people? I said, I said to him, let me tell you something, bro. I said, don't ever do anything for people. Always do things for God. Doesn't matter where they're at. If you want to do it, the Lord put it on your heart. Do it to glorify Jesus, and let God work on everything else. Amen? So God doesn't want for us to be, to be isolated. The Bible says every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Every time we get the chance. I need people to walk with me through life, and I need people to work with me through life. How about you? Number three, I need others to watch out for me in life. It's always a good thing when you have people that will defend you or stand up for you or protect you. God places people in our lives that will keep us on track. They'll watch out for our backside. They'll warn us of dangers. We all need this because we all, I'm going to say this again, we all have blind spots. The Bible says, look out for one another's interest, not just for your own. Even if, you're, even if our culture says it's all about me, as Christians, we must submit to God's design. It's not just about us. It's about those whom have trusted in Christ. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. The blood that runs through our spiritual veins is the DNA of Jesus Christ. Did you know that? I drive through neighborhoods and I see signs that are posted and they say neighborhood watch. And when I see those signs, they speak volumes to me because they are building healthy community. They're watching out for each other. They're watching out for those thieves, those people that are going to rob their possessions. And so they watch out for each other. You know what small groups should, we should have a sign saying small group watch. Watch. We're going to watch out for each other. We're going to be here for each other. And when the devil and the demons and those people come across and they're saying, look at them. We're going to stand together and not let our possessions get robbed. Amen. When we become those kinds of people, lives are changed. Our lives are changed. Other people's lives are changed. Our communities are changed. Our families are changed. Our churches are changed for the glory of Jesus. It's never for us. The the Bible says in Hebrews 13.1, keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. You see, I know one thing that I I shared my little story about my brother. And and I know for a fact that the majority of people here at Living Word Chapel, you're going to be praying for me. You'll be praying for my brother. You'll be praying for the situation. Just like anyone is going through a difficulty, we are all there for each other. And we should be. How many of you know that life in America, it changed on 9 11, 2001? Terrorists attacked our country with a surprise attack. Think about it. No one saw it coming. Our country asked, How did this happen? Most of us, I can remember sitting in my living room getting ready to take our kids, our, they, they were teenagers at that time, to, to school. And and this happened, and I was in awe at the Twin Towers being destroyed before our eyes. It teaches us a great life lesson, but it also teaches us a great spiritual lesson. Satan is like a terrorist, and he's always planning a surprise attack. The United States was on high alert for years following To this day, there are special agencies that are assigned to monitoring and looking for terrorist activities. And thank God for that. Beloved, that's exactly what we need to do in our lives as well. We need to be concerned for each other because the enemy, he roams around like a lion to see who he can devour. He can't hurt God even though he'd love to so he targets God's people the moment we get up in the morning satan and his entourage have been they've already been planning and plotting how they can disrupt your world and especially your walk with god did you know that when you get up and you you just get your first cup of coffee. Those demons, that enemy, they've already been thinking, how can I destroy their lives? And that's exactly how I think he talks. (laughs) Now after 9-11, here's here's something that's really cool. They had a commission. The 9-11 commission. They brought some of the greatest minds in the united states together and they research what in the world happened and they came up with this report and they gave this report to the president and to congress and when i read it it relates so closely to our spiritual battle that you have to you have to look at it like that i mean it just relates so closely to the battle that we have this is what the commission said to the president, and the president looked at this, and he spoke some of it out to the American people. He said They said, we learned about an enemy who was sophisticated, patient, disciplined, and lethal. Can I tell you something? The devil is sophisticated, patient, disciplined, and lethal. He'll wait for an opportune time. He'll tempt you. He'll come at you. And if you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't bite, he'll say, Okay, I'll get him. I'll get him. I'll get him. And he'll wait. And he'll wait. The enemy rallies broad support by redressing political grievance. In other words, twisting, turning, distorting. But its hostility toward us and our values is limitless. In other words, he's going to go as far as he can to mess up our values. Its purpose is to rid the world of religious pluralism. And so the, the terrorists, that was their whole mindset, the devil, he, he, he'll use whatever. Whatever ploy he can use, he'll use whatever to destroy people's lives. It makes no distinction between military and civilian targets. doesn't care if, if you're military or not. He'll, the, the, these terrorists killed whoever. The devil will kill whoever. He hates you if you're a child of God. Collateral damage is not in this lexicon or dictionary. We learned that we did not understand how grave this threat could be. And think about it. Most Christians don't ever wake up in the morning thinking, you know what, the devil probably wants to attack us. So you live your life, and maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you're in something, and, and, and you go to work, and, and there's an opposite sex that's there, and you're talking to them, and it's friendly, and you're, and, and you're feeling kind of good, and, and you're not thinking could be the devil amen someone say amen yeah because if we don't it, it can happen to anybody amen we okay so we did not adjust our plans and practices to deter or defeat it the test before us now is to sustain the unity of purpose and meet the challenges now confronting us Now, that was a very wise move, but think about it. They did this on the backside, not on the front side. Now, we have to think about that, beloved, because we should do it on the front side. When those temptations are coming with drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be, anything that's trying to destroy your life, lying, gossip, whatever it may be, on the front side, we need to be wise about it. We need to design a balanced strategy for the long haul to attack terrorists while at the same time protecting ourselves against future attacks. Boom. Boom. The reason is because our walk with God is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We've got to prepare ourselves not just for next week, not just for next month, Not just for six, uh, 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 a biannual uh, 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 preparing yourself. We have to prepare ourselves until Jesus comes. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to direct us, to guide us, to strengthen us. When Satan comes at us, he does not come in a little red costume and a pitchfork saying, boo. He comes through habits that you can't break, but they're breaking you and your family. He comes through hurts that you won't let go of, and they're not letting go of you. He comes through hang-ups that you can't change, but they are changing you for the worst. He comes through relationships that break your heart. Most Christians live defeated by these things, and the reason why is because they're trying to fight Him on their own. And because they're not recognizing him for who he is. And can I tell you, when you try to fight Satan on your own, I'm going to say this in church. It's plain stupid. You cannot defeat the enemy on your own. We need Jesus, but we need God's people on our side as well. The Bible says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better because a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. You see, I've got people in my life, they got my back. I don't even doubt that. There, there There are people in my life, they don't have my back. But there are people in my life that there is no doubt in my mind that if I made a phone call, they would be here in a second. There are people in my life that they know that I'll be there for them in a second. You see, this small group that, we're, that God put together, that I brought up right now, we're building a relationship. Listen to me, not relationships. We're building a relationship where we're strong and we're in this together and we we move forward together. And if every person in here is in a small group and you build this relationship together, then when the devil comes, people are going to tell you, dude, you need to watch out. Sister, you need to watch out. Honey, honey, you need to watch out because it's dangerous where you're going. Has anyone ever told you, dude, where you're headed is not a good place? Because you don't see it. We need each other. The Bible says if one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone when they fall, they are in real trouble. Guess what happened yesterday? That accident occurred. Guess what happened? Linga, 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 ling. Help. Uncle, go pray with my dad. Go over there. Because we're stronger together. And that's my biological family. Can I tell you something, beloved? Unless every one of our biological family give their life to Jesus, we won't see them again. My, my, My heart is for them to name Jesus as Lord. And for the 21 years that I've been walking with God... I have not, and by his grace, and Lord, just lead me and lead us not to compromise so that they can see the real deal because that's what they need. That's what saves people's lives. Number four, I need others to wait with me, and I need others to weep with me. This means that people care enough to wait, and when you're getting bad news, they make time for you. Are you with me? Jeff.